Welcome to Smart Casual, Image's first fashion podcast in collaboration with Kildare Village, dealing with personal style in a way that speaks to you. Hosted by me, fashion director Marie Kelly. And me, Nevo Dunhu, Image.ie's digital leader. And me, Image Publications digital editor, Dominique McMullen. In our 20s, 30s and 40s, we're three women across three decades with three very unique perspectives. And unique ways of approaching our personal style. While fashion is always thought of as being visual, we at Image think it's much more than that. Personal style is about how clothes make us feel, the impression they create in the world and how they express who we are. There's a lot to talk about when it comes to fashion. And we certainly love a chat. Welcome to Smart Casual. So it's our last episode before Christmas. Welcome, everybody. Um, we've decided we are going to have a little special Christmas party to celebrate here at Smart Casual. We've got a really jam-packed episode for you, including a chat with the ever-sparkly Courtney Smith, who I am delighted to be welcoming onto the podcast. But before that, we wanted to do something a little bit different this week. Um, we often have big, long uh, and in-depth fashion chats in the offices at Image. So we really wanted to bring that here to you for our special Christmas episode. So we have decided to welcome a few very stylish image staffers into uh, our studio. The first of which is Rachel Galvin, Head of Branded Content. Hello. <laughs> Hi, Rachel. Hi. Um, welcome, Rachel. Um, so we wanted to ask you a few quick fire kind of fashiony questions. Okay. Um, so, Rachel, what is your ideal? Christmas party outfit and are you wearing it today because we are going to our Christmas party this afternoon? Unfortunately, I'm not going to our Christmas party. Oh. So I know, I know. The gals had it in the diary for a while so oh. not going to make it. Shame, but shame. No, this year I guess I, I don't really like to go the sparkles and, you know, Litter ball. Not, not like to do. <laughs> Myself and Eve are pretty much head to toe in sequence today. <laughs> doesn't fine, doesn't work for me. Fine. You girls are rocking. It doesn't work for me. Um, this year I've loved, you know, the spaghetti strap, like silk dresses that are out there. Mm. There's such an easy wear yeah. and a red lip. Um, you look amazing with a red lip. You do. You really oh, do. Thanks. This is such, um, I should come into your podcast more often. Yeah. This is great no, for the you ego. do though. You look stunning with a red lip. Yeah. Oh, so do you ladies. And Rachel, how would you describe your personal style? Because you've come in in so many different outfits. You seem to be the type of woman that can just wear everything and anything. Mm. Okay, I don't know about that, but I would think my style is more based on like accentuating my good areas, what works for me as opposed to trends. Like I'm never going to be able to wear a hot pants. <laughs> just own it, <laughs> Rachel. Um, I would say I probably have a curvy frame, so it tends to be kind of more form-fitting, um, Vavavoom. Yeah, you're very sure. vavavoom. Well, yeah, vavavoom works for me more than girly. Yeah. Or, or, you know, the kind of smock style. I just, it oh, does yeah. not work for me. Like yeah. I always hear like Ariana Grande's Dangerous Woman when you come in the room and you're like... <laughs> <laughs> you can start playing that when I walk in there. It's super. I've got a wind machine. It'll be amazing. You've got the hair um, for it anyway. Yeah, You've yeah. got long blonde hair. I have to say though, I thought like starting an image is like the fashion in there. And it is. Yeah. The fashion's incredible in there. But I thought it was going to be really intimidating and hugely designer-led but it's such a mix of high street and design like you guys when you're talking about designers on this podcast but you also really mix it in Mm. with mainstream and and what's Mm. actually achievable I I think at Image I think it is 
really personal style in the truest sense. It mm. isn't trend oriented. We're not trend orientated particularly. We're not designer orientated particularly. It is everyone has a really personal sense of style. Yeah, yeah. And and I think that's what makes the office so interesting and vibrant yeah. from a fashion perspective. Yeah. And it's not like a catwalk or a competition no. either. I feel like everybody is very much doing their own thing and really totally. warm and interested in what yeah. everyone else And we all have days where it's just jeans and jumper. Like, you don't. Or, you I do know not I do, have a Rachel, jeans and jumper. Every God. day you come in, I'm like, <laughs> what is she going to be wearing today? No. Okay, well, on that note, we will let you get off to your Christmas party. Thank Thanks, you so ladies. Enjoy the coming in. in. That was oh, fun. You. Yeah. Loving the podcast, loving your work. <laughs> so next up, we are welcoming in Aideen. Aideen O'Connell is a staff writer on Image.ie and has joined us. How long have you been with us now, Aideen? I'm here since June, I think. Okay. Yeah. So like six months. Six months, yeah. And she's bringing bring a fabulous Kerry style to the office, <laughs> may be said. Called she heaven. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Rachel was just telling us about her ideal Christmas party mm-hmm. outfit. Do you have one of those? I do. Um, I bought a sequined suit from Zara for my graduation. So I'm going to wear it for Christmas for my Stephen's Night Out because it makes me look like Elton John. <laughs> and I think you need everyone needs a bit of Elton John in their lives. <laughs> <laughs> Especially at Christmas. So I think, like, I think go all sparkles. I think just do the whole shebang. If you're going to do it, do it big. I agree. Yeah, 100%. Agree more. Yeah, what do you wear underneath it? I just have a black camisole okay. that actually tends to fall down because it was falling down the night I was wearing it, but I didn't even notice. So I kind of have to get that fixed before I go. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, till I forget what I'm doing. Long. And a pair but of high heels. <laughs> a pair of high heels and they're wide like pants. So I need the heels to give me a bit of high heels. Like legs. What colour is the suit? It's silver. Silver. Mm. Yeah, it has black velvet lapels. Oh, gorgeous. Yeah. A little bit of extra texture in yeah. there. I really like that. Really nice. Yeah, I really feel like Elton John, like I mean it. <laughs> yeah, it's great. And, and it gives me so much you're confidence. a champion singer as well, so you probably sound better than Elton John. Yeah. <laughs> Certainly when you're in that suit, I'd say. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to burst into like Circle of Life or And Adrian, what has been your ha- fashion high of 2018? My fashion high in the broader spectrum, I think, would be... Um, the Valentino shows this year because I love like every season I love looking at what trends are coming in and what designers are doing and I suppose kind of coming from let's say my body shape wouldn't be like the norm and I feel like some designers don't really dress for my mm. body shape whereas when I was looking at those shows I was like you could fish a myriad of different women mm. in those clothes and he was making you have a beautiful hourglass shape yeah, yeah. so just so when you fabulous. say there it's not the norm I think you yeah. have a beautiful hourglass shape mm. yeah but I suppose because from years of like looking at fashion magazines, I never would have seen my uh, body well, shape in yeah. the magazine. So yeah. like looking at designers, sometimes I'd be like, oh my God, I just, I could never see that on me. Yeah. And even I feel like with fashion, sometimes especially high fashion, like it intersects with art and stuff like that. But mm. I feel like he kind of was just, Pierre Paolo, what he was doing, he was literally designing for a woman and like just for every type of woman. Yeah. So amazing. I really love that. And I thought nice. because obviously when I'm shopping, I'm looking at high street and they're taking the trends from designers so yeah. like that'll be filtering down so yeah. if that filters down next season I'd be it's on your wish list yes <laughs> <laughs> one of the things I love about being in the office first or one of the first is that I get like a personal catwalk when everybody comes in but you in particular always make me turn around because I know you're going to have a fabulous midi skirt or like a two piece you just you know your body shape yeah. so well mm-hmm. and yeah. I just I have so much time and respect for that yeah. so how would you describe your personal style um I think 
it's kind of random I feel sometimes like I could come out in anything like the way I talk like I could say anything and I feel like my clothes kind of reflect that but um, I think it's definitely feminine I'm definitely feminine in the shapes and I feel like I take it from kind of 1950s style where they cinched in waist that yeah. suits my figure I'm the same as what Rachel was saying I'm over glass I have to be a bit more tactile when I'm shopping just so, to make sure but like if I walk into a shop now like I'm so used to my body that I could look at something and be like that won't suit me and yeah. I know straight away and I feel like with my style over the years, it kind of clicked when I realised I had to start dressing for my shape because, mm. especially when I was younger, like I wanted to dress like my friends and I was like, I yeah. couldn't, like when we were going to like discos and stuff like that, like the girls would be wearing like short dresses, blah, 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 but like they didn't suit me, but I didn't get that. And my mom, like God bless her, she'd always be pushing me, she'd be like, get like, get a longer skirt, blah, blah. And I'd be like, no, I have to look like the girls. Yeah. And then it was just once I started dressing for my shape that it just clicked with me. Mm. And I think that's been the big, a big thing. And like fashion to me always was like a form of like kind of protectionism in a way. Like I would have been very self-conscious about my body and like about my face, like weird things. And like with clothes, like if I knew if I was going out somewhere, wear kind of these elaborate outfits and I'd always get dressed up. Because if I went out, someone would like comment on my clothes. They'd be like, oh my God, your dress is fab. So then I knew that they weren't looking at my body or my face and things that yeah. I was thinking about they were looking at my clothes so that made me feel a bit more confident that's really interesting Adrian. yeah but you totally turned heads today in the office oh, I mean, yeah. literally Absolutely. I just bought this dress yesterday it was 25 euro Aiden's wearing this gorgeous full length uh, cobalt, cobalt blue, blue yeah. button down shirt dress mm-hmm. with a cinched in waist and blonde bombshell hair she just and looks amazing and you had an amazing faux fur coat my pink coat it, yeah. and mm. you looked incredible like literally we all were like yeah Adrian yeah. Yeah. Look amazing. I mean, you look amazing. No, but street, I but. think as well, being an image has definitely influenced my style a bit more. Yeah. Because everyone has their own style. Like, no one dresses the same inside, True. which I think is great. And I mm. always pick up off of things, off of everyone. And yeah. do you think it kind of gave you the confidence to be an individual as well? Yeah. Mm. I think, yeah, it did. Definitely has. I think moving to Dublin in general has pushed me on a bit more because like obviously I'm from Kerry so like I go out in some outfits down in Kerry and like I get the looks I get going down the street <laughs> yeah. but like I never really cared but in Dublin I definitely felt that push where I could wear anything and no yeah. one really cares you know yourself. and my mom always would have pushed me she's very like individual Great. so she would always push me to like dress for yourself it yeah. took a long time to get to that point well, it takes Can't us all a long time it though. takes all a long I think yeah. yeah and I think the older that you get the more you're in tune with yourself so yeah. and I think it once, you, once it clicks like it just yeah there's no going back oh, from there there's no going back right. I Dress me. <laughs> I'll dress you all. Yeah. I'll dress you all. I could talk about this for hours. <laughs> well, as much as we would love yeah. that. We have a Christmas party yes. together. We do. Yeah. We do. So thank you. Thanks, Aiden, guys. For Thanks coming. for having me. Thank, thank you so much. much. The last and final guest we want to welcome in is an extra special oh. one. Uh, <laughs> Smart Casuals producer. She's always behind the scenes making everything happen. But today she is in front of the microphone. <laughs> Very uncomfortable. <laughs> Welcome, Erin Lindsay. Oh, thanks. Erin's also strange. a staff writer on Image.ie. Um, yeah, it must feel weird to be the other very side. Very strange. I don't think I've ever sat in here before. So it's very like I'm used to looking at yourself from like a glass box outside, <laughs> like a fishbowl. <laughs> now I'm in the fishbowl. <laughs> so we have asked um, a couple of questions to everybody. Mm-hmm. And the question I want to ask you, first of all, mm-hmm. is what your fashion high of 2018 has been. I feel kind of bad saying this because everyone else has kind of had like a general worldwide one, but mine one's kind of personal one. Mm. And it's a bit sappy. It's um, getting my job at Image. Aww. Yeah. Aww. 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 yeah. Um, I started in <laughs> February, I think. And it was just like a big thing for me. I've always been... 
it was never a thing that I really knew what job I wanted, but I knew I wanted to do something with fashion and something with fashion magazines because when I was a child, oh my God, pouring over like Vogue mm. and Glamour and every type of magazine. So like, yeah, it was just, it was a big deal getting a job at Image and being surrounded by that after constantly looking at it for so many years like Fantastic. so it was nice that and so nice. to be around fashion all the time and was you've great. made such a great contribution since you've been here oh, like, oh, you've also you wrote a fantastic feature for the print magazine as well mm-hmm. obviously Smart Casual you've been involved in and then you've been writing some great fashion yeah, pieces thanks, for online Marie. as well yeah so, well I hope no, so really, that's what I've been here to really do have. so yeah thank mm-hmm. you and Erin how would you describe your personal style God, um, hard question. Yeah, it very, it really is. Um, eclectic, I suppose. If I had to pick a word, which doesn't really mean anything because it means everything. <laughs> um, I really think, along with like starting with image this year, it's kind of as Adrian said herself. It's give it gives you permission to be a bit more experimental with things. So I would have always been very into fashion and trying new things and. You know, I think like a lot of my friends at home, whenever we go out shopping, they always point to like the kind of maddest thing in the shop and they're like, Erin, that's so you, you should wear that. <laughs> so I always have like, I, I think I'm a bit kind of different and more kind of quirky than most other people's personal style. But since I've started an image, I've definitely started to branch out a bit more. When I kind of think about what I want, like to wear the most, leopard print, um, yeah, textures, yeah, fur coats a lot. Uh, basically just dressing like a soprano wife is <laughs> <laughs> my type of thing I think yeah we love it yeah. <laughs> and you always have such cool knitwear you Do always I? have yeah Thanks. you come in with like the yeah. coolest even yeah. today like yeah. you have to though don't you in this weather you have to invest in the good knitwear I are think. you wearing knitwear on Christmas day or what's your like ideal Christmas oh, day oh Christmas outfit? day I'll tell you exactly what I'm wearing on Christmas oh, day actually I have a bought I have a little tartan mini red dress with puff sleeves wow. that I got on ASOS Love oh, it's yeah it's lovely That's it's, nice. no it's nice now I have to say I'm very I'm looking forward are to you doing it. it with tights and a heel yeah tights and boots I think like little gorgeous nice. yeah. Mm, yeah, very classic please put it on the gram oh I will well I I'll send you a picture I'm not nice. big for like I'm terrible for putting about for pictures on the gram because I just feel like I'm being God, like, oh, look at me. Whereas, like, when I see we other people do, yeah, doing yeah. it, I'm like, you look yeah. great. But when yeah. I do it, I'm like, Ugh. we all feel like that, but we do it anyway. Yeah. yeah. I should really get better at it. Maybe that'll be like a New Year's resolution for me. Well, there you go. That's yeah. a nice note to end on. Erin's yeah. New Year's resolution. That's it, yeah. Um, Thank more you egotistical. So much. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Thank you for joining Thank you us. Too. As you do every me. week. I know. But see but you in yeah. January. Yes, see you then. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to Smart Casual, Image's first fashion podcast in partnership with Kildare Village. There are not many people in Ireland who can put together an outfit like Courtney Smith. With more than 11 years experience in creative direction and styling, Courtney has anchored herself as a trusted and go-to name in the fashion and publishing worlds and with big brands under her belt, as well as editorials in El Croatia, Hunger Magazine and the Sunday Times Style. It's just the tip of the iceberg of her potential. She is what we call a game changer and I'm so happy she's joining us for our last podcast of the year. Yay, what an intro. You can just hang out with me all the time if that's the intros I'm getting. It's all you, Courtney. Um, How are you? I'm great, thank you very much. Considering the weather is absolutely woeful outside. Ready for Christmas. Are you looking forward to Christmas? Yes, I can't wait. It's it's kind of one of the, the one time of the year that I really kind of chill out, zone out, relax, take some time off. I'm notorious for not taking holidays and kind of 
working all year but for Christmas I I definitely take the time off and particularly for stylists as well it, it is your time of the year it's in between all of the seasons so you yeah. can just wind down and get ready for the mammoth task ahead of you of spring summer and the rest of it exactly but take me back a little bit you wanted to study fashion since you're in school so how did you make your dreams a reality um, yeah, I mean, I've I've always been obsessed with clothes, obsessed with fashion. So I knew when I was like in third or fourth year that I was going to work in fashion someday. That was it. So I decided I wanted to study fashion design. But I don't think the career guidance counsellors really understood, you know, how students could break into fashion. So I did most of the research myself. And I actually... I was a bit kind of bullheaded about it because I didn't want to do the NCAD route because I knew some people who'd done the the beginning year and then didn't get into fashion. And I didn't want to take the risk because obviously, you know, you have to go in and you do your initial year in NCAD and then you put in you your... Specialise. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I just didn't want to take the risk of not getting into the fashion design. So I actually um, discovered a course in Sally Noggin in Dunleary which was fashion design um, and it was a really small course and it was very hands-on and I applied there, got in and uh, yeah, I loved it. It was two years and it was actually while I was studying there that one of my tutors kind of said to me, she's like, I think you're you're going to be a stylist. She's like, you're, you prefer the finished product. She's like, a designer is somebody who sees the final garment as the end and she's like but every time you make a garment you do a photo shoot she's like so you're a stylist so she was the one that kind of put it into my head and then I was kind of like yeah I guess I am and I looked at different kind of routes into styling and I didn't really want to intern I wanted to keep learning so there was a course in London College of Fashion it was a postgrad um, and it was called Fashion Media so it was a little bit of styling a little bit of fashion PR uh, even had a little bit of photography in there as well and then you, you picked your whichever you wanted to specialize in. So I ended up specializing in styling. Um and that was that was amazing. So I was I was twenty years old living in London, doing this brilliant course, meeting these amazing people. And then also on the side I worked for a brand called Arrogant Cat, which was uh, this amazing brand at the time doesn't even exist anymore actually. But uh we used to have loads of celebrity clientele. So like Alicia Dixon, Girls Aloud, the 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 people of the moment. Oh at my that god, time. I'd say twenty year old you was screaming, screaming, and they used to come in all the time, and I was their their head stylist, so I used to work with these these girls, and I remember Amy Winehouse came in, and I got to work with her for her kind of uh, her summer gigs, and um, that was kind of my first foray into properly being a stylist. Wow, and it's kind of funny because you said you didn't want to do the traditional route of interning, but yet you got the best possible, better than any intern experience ever I think um, and even today like your your personal style is is so strong um, you really command attention when you walk into the room I, I mean I've followed you for years and um, you're definitely one that just sticks out without sticking out if you know what I mean um, I like that describe your personal style to me in five words oh here <laughs> okay one sentence <laughs> um, not trying too hard not trying oh that's nice and I think it's actually evolved that because honestly at the very beginning of my career when I was going to fashion events and I didn't really know anybody 
I probably did overthink my outfits, thinking that I had to dress a certain way Hmm. because of my role or because of who I was meeting. And I think that comes with age and experience. But I think with age, I'm a lot more comfortable in my own skin and in my own personal style that... You know, I, I, if I'm happy wearing it, then that's all that matters. But I, I'd see photos of myself at the very beginning of my career going, what was I thinking? But it was me kind of thinking, I have to dress a little bit outlandish or I have yeah. to dress a little bit out there because I'm a stylist and that's what people expect. Yeah, but now you're dressing for you. Yes, 100%. How, how do you separate your personal style from when you're working with clients and you're you're trying to tailor their look for them, for their personality? How do you separate that? I think that's very easy. Because I don't, it's the same like when it comes to an editorial or a commercial shoot. I'm not styling the model the way I dress myself. Mm. I'm thinking of the client. So I'm thinking of how the brand wants to present themselves. And that's when it comes to an editorial or a, a commercial client. But it's the same if you're doing personal styling with a person. You have to think about how they want to promote themselves, whether they're a mom of two and they they have to be practical, but they still want to be stylish. Or maybe it's a celebrity who has to dress a certain way for an event. So... You take each project like that, an individual project. I don't know. I think you need like a separate ba- brain space to be able to to focus on like two different people. I know even when I brought my my mom into town recently and I was picking out all the outfits that I wanted yeah. her to wear, not outfits that she necessarily wanted to see, see herself in. So I think that's quite a challenge. I, I think, but I think that's also a good thing because you are helping someone think outside the box a little bit as well because as like as I was saying my style has evolved and I know very much who I am when it comes to my personal style but I also work in fashion so I think I have a bit of an advantage mm. um just you know a small bit. just just a little bit but also there there's people like like my sister and my mom like they they are still challenging themselves when it, when they go shopping into what they think will suit them and and also because their style will evolve my s- sister's now a mom and she's a different job than she would have had 10 years ago so her style is evolving and she's trying to figure out who she is and what way she wants to dress and would you influence them in how they dress? Um, I think I would have a lot more in the past. Um, my mum now has a blog, uh, which is brilliant because she's she's blogging for women over 60. And That's amazing. Go on, tell us the name. It's called Over the Hilda. It's great. Fabulous. Her name's Hilda, obviously. <laughs> I actually follow your mom on Instagram you? and it's she's totally worth follow. She's brilliant. But you know what? I think what's great about her is she again, would have had a particular style in her 40s and then she took early retirement and I think she got kind of stuck in a rut and then with the blog is now challenging herself Mm. to try new things, to wear new things. So I don't like to try and push her too much down a direction because I think it's good that she's trying herself. Yeah. Um, And with my sister, I'm constantly coming home with clothes for her but she just loves that anyway, so. I think it's fabulous that your mom, who's over 60 or is getting to that stage in her life is is really challenging and pushing boundaries because I think when you reach a certain age, women just find that they go into like uniform mode of like jeans or trousers and jumpers. So yeah. it's fabulous. And that's exactly what she was like. And I think that's why the blog is brilliant for her because it's pushing her and it's pushing the boundaries of what she would have worn anyway. Mm. Your work ethic is admirable, to say the least. Mm. I, I know I went onto Instagram on Sunday morning and you were in your studio at like half seven in the morning. You're constantly wor- working. You're constantly doing something, whether it's a cool project or styling or traveling. Do you find that as a creative um, and freelance that there's extra pressure to be always on? Yes and no. I've, the pressure to be always on is is me. It's not for anybody else. It's not 
for somebody else to look at me and be like, oh my God, she's always working. I am I am a workaholic, but like a self-confessed one. And I, But I think it's because I'm really passionate about what I do. And you enjoy it I as really well. I really enjoy it, And that it, yeah. really comes across in the work you're doing as well. Yeah, and I love the, the, very, the variation of it as well. So like, you know, I'm working on a little filming project at the moment, but it's a passion project and it's one that I've produced and I came up with the concept. And But then like, I also have my shoots on the side and then I might do like my own personal collaboration which is like my style with a brand. So I like the fact that I get to dip my toes into so many different things. But it does mean that I have to kind of, yeah, I constantly, I do have to be on and I do have to, uh, you know, work hard. And sometimes there's deadlines which do require me to work weekends and to get up early or to work late. But I'm I'm okay with that because, like I said, I'm passionate about what I do. I don't think it's something I'll be doing when I'm 50 years old, but I'm in my early 30s now. So I think now's the time to do it. And the results are worth it as well. Yeah. When you see the work that you're creating from ideation to fruition, there's something something just really rewarding about seeing it all come together. 100%. And I do think, like, especially as you mentioned, as a freelance, like, I don't work in-house for anybody. So... I have to work hard if I want to get paid, if I want, like, I always say that I'm my, my work is only as good as the last job I did. So, like, I have to work hard to make sure that that commercial shoot or that editorial was amazing because that's what gets me the next job. And you're extremely social media savvy. I Do you mean, think? oh my, <laughs> hang on, hang on. 54.7? That's accidental. 54.7k followers. I didn't just check that, I swear. <laughs> no, but um, you, you have a very unique approach to Instagram. And actually what I, what I love that you do is you tell people how to create the kind of content that, that you're creating. You do all these beautiful tutorials. You show people, this is the filter I'm using. This is how to do it. I think it's just a really like proactive way of using Instagram rather than just being like, pretty picture time. Yeah. Um, do you think... It's important for stylists and editors to have their own brand and beco- become their own personal brand online. Like, is it important f- for, for say, for you and for stylists and editors to have that platform now? I think so. Um, and it's not something that I did on purpose, but it has grown into that. So I, if you actually scroll really far back on my, <laughs> on my Instagram, I probably only got kind of good at it and again kind of accidentally good at it but in the last two years before that I used it as a very personal platform mm-hmm. I think and, we all did yeah and then I think I started realizing that people were very in tune with what I was putting up when it came to my personal style probably more so than the commercial stuff that I was put, putting up they were interested in me they were interested in my style and they were interested in my career but more of a behind the scenes mm. so when I put up a photo shoot they seemed a little bit less interested. They were more interested in the personal stuff. Mm. So I actually have two Instagram accounts. One is for my work. So that's like, I call, that's Courtney Smith, fashion stylist. And that's where I just put up my photo shoots. And I almost use that as like a mini website. Mm. Like and a then, portfolio. Yeah, exactly. And then the one you're probably refer, referring to, the Courtney Smith style, is... It's a little bit more personal. So it's it's more about me, more about my life. I've got my dog uploads as well. I feel like it is really important for stylists, for editors to use it as a platform, obviously for their careers, but also for their personal style because it, it all interlinks. But you said um, about your personal life and 
is was there ever a time or is there ever a case where you're like, oh, maybe I shouldn't post that? Like, do you ever feel? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I I think there's obviously there's pros and cons to social media. Um, I I had an unfortunate experience this year actually where somebody created a fake profile account on Facebook using all of my Instagram photos, but using my my business ones and my personal ones, and they took photos of my nephew and like it like my sister was really upset obviously uh, because my Instagram essentially it is a business at the end of the day um so yeah I didn't like that side of it when I saw that I felt quite threatened and I I felt like this is the nasty side of social media which I've never really seen before I've never like that that stuff's never happened to me so that made me a lot more cautious and it made me pull back from putting a lot of personal stuff on onto my social media platforms. So I do treat it more like a business ever since then. So you, while you'll see my dog, you won't see a lot of my family, even my friends. My friends don't particularly want to go up onto, you know, my stories or my page where there's 50,000 plus of eyes, yeah. uh, sets of eyes. You know what I mean? They're they're not in that, that side of the industry. So like, and I, I would always take that on board. I always ask people's permission before I put up a photo. If, if it's something that's outside of, of business. Because you're such a confident woman and yet there's such a, a vulnerability that comes with yeah. social media, even though we can't see or touch it. Um, what do you think is next for Instagram? I mean, you obviously have, have monetized and turned it into a business. So where do you see it going in the future? And for, particularly for, for fashion? Yeah, I don't know. I, I think, I mean, I do think everything has a certain shelf life yeah and I think um, I'm very careful about what I associate myself with Mm. like I get the teeth whitening brands and the random ones asking me and I'm like no interest because it's not me and I'm I'm not an influencer like well I don't promote myself as an influencer Um, I think I actually think stylists are the original influencers because we're the ones that we're putting and editors we're the ones that are putting things in magazines and online before anyone was doing it on social media platforms. So way, we were way before the internet. Way before the internet. So we were influencing people in what to buy. Um, so in that sense, yeah, I guess I am an influencer. But I don't know. I do think that people are getting a bit tired of the over-commercialized... The monotony of yeah, it. Yeah, and I think people see through the fakeness of it as well now. And that's why I'm very careful with what I associate myself with. So when you see me putting up something with a brand, I genuinely like that brand. And if you see me wearing something, I have genuinely dressed myself. Like, no, I, I would never wear something that someone just sent me. Like, doesn't work that way because it's not authentic. And I think people can see through, through that. I don't know where it's going to go. I do think that... Um, I do think that I'm going to, personally, I'm going to be a lot more careful about what I put my name to as well. I think, you know, I think there's a longevity uh, to to my career and I want to always be authentic in what I, what I put out there, whether it's on social media or in real life. Please just keep posting pictures of your beautiful <laughs> dog, Lexi. <that's> I will. <laughs> She'll keep going up. <laughs> okay. Um, Christmas styling tips for listeners. What are we wearing on the run up to Christmas? Um, velvet pull apparently. <laughs> I think, like, I think anything goes at Christmas, but I, I am partial to the kind of obvious, opulent fabrics like you're wearing. Um, we'll just tell our listeners, I, I'm not really like a black sequins kind of gal. I'm wearing full black sequins today. <laughs> it looks fabulous. I feel glam. 
I love I love textures when it comes to Christmas. So I love velvets. I love embellishment. I love silks. I love mixing them all together. I love even putting a bit of knitwear in with that. And you are particularly good at knowing what combinations work well with each other. And I th- think that's why you stand out to me as one of my favourite stylists because you just get the mix. You get the balance. I, do you know what? I actually think it's a lot. It's easy. Like I, may, I, may, mm. I think it is easy. A nice big chunky knitwear jumper, a little silky uh, skirt, chunky boots. I think, I, I also think obviously, you know, you have to be comfortable in what you're wearing. I don't think just because it's Christmas time and there's like rails full of sequins in the shops that you automatically have to start buying sequins. I think that's ridiculous that some people are brainwashed into thinking, oh, it's Christmas, I have to wear head to toe sequins or it's Christmas, I have to wear red. I think that way of shopping is and should be gone. Mm. What would you say if women wanted to, you know, incorporate a small bit of like glitz or sequins without going full on head to toe? Accessories. Always accessories because it's the easiest way to incorporate any trend into your wardrobe. It's the easiest way to take a little bit of that without going OTT, without spending a fortune. Uh, You know, anyone can buy a sequin bag or uh, velvet shoes or little little touches like that, but then incorporate it into your your wardrobe and the way you already dress. Jeez, I'm glad I didn't come in here with my Pat McGrath glitter lipstick on today. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What about Christmas Day? So I'm thinking like post apocalyptic turkey I need something that's comfortable but also feeling good what am I wearing I'm wearing pajamas <laughs> well if I'm wearing pajamas I'm wearing there's like a lot of, silk there's a, yeah. vibes there's yeah. a lot of really cute like really like luxurious pajamas that yeah. you could totally get away wearing as like day wear actually last night I wore um, a silk pajama top to dinner but I wore it with like high waisted leather trousers actually Joanne Hines has the most amazing pyjama set. Yes, I actually styled somebody in that exact set and oh, it's amazing. It's gorgeous. So um, yeah, silk, silk pyjamas with a nice little heel. Why not? What's on your Christmas wish list, by the way? What is on my Christmas wish list? Actually, do you know what? My family this year, we did um, Chris Kindle. Uh, so we just thought we'd, you know, tone it down rather than spending an absolute fortune. And my favourite thing is when people put loads of thought and like make something so my best Christmas present I think it was last year no maybe two years ago we did Chris Kindle again in my house and my dad got me and it was the year that I'd brought out um, the shoe collection with Buffalo and each pair of boots was inspired by like a different rock and roll icon so he got me CDs yes old school but he got me CDs for each uh, boot that I had designed that is and he wrote gorgeous. the name of the boots on them and I just thought it was just so personal it was just a nice little touch and I still have all the CDs in my car So yeah. what has been your biggest fashion moment of the year be it personal international news what have you ooh that is a tough question personal do you know what was um, a really nice completely it's not even the biggest news story but um, I was wearing a dress by Rixo it was, it's called the Coco dress I, t- I was like oh my god you named it after me they're like no we didn't really but okay I was like well I'm adopting it as my dress and um I wore the dress to uh, an award ceremony uh, where I actually won an award for being a stylist. And uh, they said that the dress sold out not only nationwide, but like fully sold out online in Brian Thomas stores nationwide. And I just thought it was just such a nice feeling to know that like some people appreciate my style and enough to go and spend 500 euro on a dress. I thought that was pretty cool. 
and you don't call yourself an influencer, <laughs> Courtney Smith. That's amazing, though. Yeah, and you know, it was lovely because I'm also a massive fan of, of Rixo, a massive fan of the girls, and I just thought it was a nice... I, th- I, was, I was delighted that I was able to kind of... Not that you, they need any help selling anything, everything sells off, mm. but I just thought it was a lovely a lovely tie-in with them because I am a massive fan of them as a brand anyway. So tell me, what brand should I keep my eye out for for 2019? Okay, so this is like my insider secret. I don't even really want to give it to you because they're going to be like the next big thing. But Ryessa and Vanessa, it's an Istanbul-based label and it's like you're going to be obsessed. Describe it to me. What's it like? It's kind of like an 80s dynasty. You have me. Yeah, Uh, but in a really modern way. Their stuff is just like it's on another level. Fabulous. I will definitely give them a follow. Courtney, I hope you have a wonderful Christmas. Thank, and you, thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining us in here today. And we'll see you soon. See you soon. Thank you. So to round off the year on the podcast series, we thought it would be nice to look back on some of our favourite fashion memories or fashion highs from the year. Dominique, do you want to start us off? What was yours? Yeah, I've got a few. Um, Not surprisingly. Uh, I think for me personally, the Boutique Awards was a real, real highlight. Um, It was my first kind of big project as digital editor. And it was just a really special day celebrating Irish independent retail. It was a beautiful lunch. We had shopkeepers from all around the country. um, And they're just such hardworking, genuine, talented, awesome people. So it was just such a pleasure to be able to celebrate them with, with them and raise a toast to them and and Jay's look at all the clothes they were wearing as well. Oh my God, it was, it was amazing. Amazing style. Um, I also loved kind of internationally watching Tracy Ellis Ross uh, just transform into the style like on that she is, um, especially when she wore, I don't know if you guys remember, it, she wore that billowing hot pink Valentino gown at the Emmys, um, which was just a moment for me. I think I, I kind of have looked at that image numerous times since then. Uh, and, it, you know, it would be such a, a horrible dress on so many people. I think, you know, when you think of just the dress itself, it was so huge and so um, ostentatious in a way that you'd expect it to be really awful, but it was gorgeous on her. And everything she's kind of gone on to wear since then has just been beautiful. She's so authentic and fun and, you know, a sense of kind of just beautiful personal style. Oh, another one that I really wanted to talk about was Emma Thompson accepting her damehood, uh, wearing her Stan Smith runners, which mm-hmm. I just love. That was amazing. Yeah, that's I think actually a moment that stuck in my head. You know, even when I'm kind of getting dressed in the morning, I kind of I'm really I think about that and I think, no, today I want to be comfortable and I can wear runners and look cool and be comfortable and be myself. You know, I think she's genuinely changing what it means to be a woman in a formal environment, you know, in a workplace or, you know, I know a workplace isn't the same as accepting a day mode. <laughs> but it's also like it's the evolution of trainers and she's showing yeah. that you can look smart and pull together with a pair of trainers, like you say, being comfortable as exactly. well. You know, they've, you know, they, they've just evolved. The cult of the sneaker or the, the yeah. trainer has just evolved, yeah. you know, beyond anything we thought it would be. You Absolutely. know, the fact that you can wear them to accept a damehood yeah. and, you know, still be considered smart and chic yeah. and, and not kind of out of place is, yeah. is pretty amazing. And just, what they represent is totally different. Yeah, now. completely. I mean, they were vegan Stan Smith, Stella McCartney. Even better, admittedly. <laughs> Which are actually 
you know, you can pick up for cheaper than like a pair of Nikes nowadays. Can you really? Yeah, yeah you can. So, I mean, Nikes retail like beyond 250 now and I think the Stan Smiths come in under that. So it's nice that you can actually buy sustainable for a fraction of the cost of what it would be to buy a regular pair of trainers. Yeah, true. I didn't know they, they didn't know Nikes were going for 250 That's oh, yeah. shocking. You should come and see my wardrobe. It'll make you cry. <laughs> um, and then personally, I suppose, <clears throat> my kind of watching uh, Meghan Markle's style journey and how kind of as she's become more pregnant, especially last week, watching her at the Fashion Awards with that black dress and kind of cradling her bump. That's been like, a love and a hate fashion thing for me this year. <laughs> why is why is that? Because I kind of I feel like she she does look so beautiful and so kind of presentable and fabulous, but also I feel like it's an unfair representation for pregnant women that you know, she has a team of people helping her look like that and styling her and yes, you know, other pregnant women will be looking at that thinking oh God, I don't look like that, you know. I know that's what I'm certainly doing, looking at her going, should I get a, a one-sleeve black dress? And, you know? How are you feeling right now? Like your body's going through this major transformation as well. Yeah, it's hard. It's really hard. It's I, you know, I spoke about this in the last podcast, but it's um, it's really hard to dress a bump. Like it's just a real challenge. Um you just don't feel like yourself. You just have a different body than you did before. So everything you previously knew and you previously kind of, um, you know, fell back into naturally is just not... Off the table. Yeah. Just to rethink everything. Every day I look at my wardrobe and go, oh, that's a challenge. You're doing it so well, though. I mean, you're the only, like, (laughs) woman I know that can pull off a full sequence DVF dress. (laughs) Pregnant. <laughs> if you're gonna go, you know, you go, go, well, go, that's go it. full out. That's what I think. Um, what about you guys? What are your highs of the year? Um, I think so. For me, again, I've got quite a few. Uh, it's been a good year, thankfully. So my first high was probably um, my trip to London Fashion Week in February of this year with the lovely Neve beside me. Um, it was an, uh, probably specifically going to Simone Rush's show, which was oh, pretty was incredible. So um, not just the show itself, but just the experience of that kind of show, of that kind of designer who's at that global level. Um, Edward Enenful was was there not far from us. Uh, Lucy Yeomans from Net-A-Porte. Susie, Susie Menkes. Susie Bubble. Susie Bubble. They were all there within, you know, spitting distance, if, if you'll excuse the phrase. Um, and the paparazzi outside were insane. Mm. You know, absolutely insane. And as I remember telling some people at the time, I was practically stepped on by a photographer so he could get to Alexa Chung. <laughs> so, you know, you, you, you really... <laughs> You really had to sort of keep an eye out, but it was an amazing experience. Um, really incredible to be at, at that kind of at that kind of show. So that was, that, I guess, that kicked the year off um, in a really really good way. Um, so thoroughly enjoyed that. It's um, funny because I remember when we were there um, for the first day, we wore like beautiful heels and we thought we were the business. And then after like twelve hours on our feet, the blisters. So we both had to wear runners the next day. Actually, for the next three days, we just had to wear runners. Well, I was certainly wearing runners to the Simone Rocha show which yeah. we've established now is very cool yeah, exactly you were so, so few <laughs> wasn't for comfort at all you know <laughs> um, so that, that was a really good start to the year um, I would also mention the Boutique Awards as well because mm. um, that was a lovely thing for me to be involved with as well and, and that was like you said an incredibly feel good day mm. um, and I remember wearing um, a really beautiful vibrant orange dress to the um, Boutique Awards, which I just felt amazing in. Just mm, one of those pieces 
that I randomly bought online and it just worked and I just love it to bits and it was really I felt really good that day which is so it's a lovely memory overall both professionally and personally it's a really a a really nice day Um, and I have to mention as well uh, Image Magazine winning cover of the year in June for the June issue which which was really, really amazing. Um, I guess because our covers are fashion, I would be there on the shoot um, directing them. So I'm very heavily involved in, in every cover for the magazine. And um, that was a really exciting one. We used... Um, a model, an Irish model. Uh, she's half Irish and half Sudanese. Yes. Um, and it was a really beautiful, tight crop of her face mm. wearing an incredible um, piece, kind of laser cut piece um, from a label called Pascal, which is stocked in Havana Boutique. And it just felt very directional and mm. very special. And I know that we all thought that in the office, but, you know, you wonder, does everybody else agree and think so? And to get that validation from the industry was was amazing. And mm. that was, um, and we only found out about that a few weeks ago. So that's really finished the year off really on a was. really positive note. And, Phenomenal you know, cover. High. I mean, I would put that as a poster in my bedroom. Like, I would too. Beautiful. I agree. Beautiful. It is beautiful, isn't yeah. it? It's like a painting I think absolutely so that was amazing and what about you Neve? well earlier this year I went on a trip to Paris and I think I reached peak maturity when I was more excited to go shopping than I was to go to Disneyland I still had a great time in Disneyland but um, (laughs) the shopping experience in Paris was just phenomenal for me and um, I went over not having huge expectations because I didn't want to get my hopes up of coming back absolutely bankrupt Um, but I almost did (laughs) Um, I found a couple of my favourite boutiques that I've been following on Instagram actually as well where I discovered them like the Frankie shop or is it the Frankie store? I think it's the Frankie store. Store, yeah. Yeah, the Frankie store. Um, One in particular stands out to me. If you are going to Paris and you are lusting after secondhand designer goods, you have to go to Thank God I'm a VIP, which is on Rue de L'Ancrie. Um, I hope that sounded very Beautiful. like so um, But I walked in and when I say they have every single designer you could imagine, but it's colour coordinated, it's size coordinated, it's just wow. the most beautiful wow. space. It's run by a really creative couple who also organise um, music and cultural events. So they're just really, really cool people. But the shop, oh my God, you could actually spend days and it's massive. It's over two shop spaces. It's just colossal. Um, but you could honestly rummage around there for forever. It was fabulous uh, and you could actually just spend hours and I still regret, oh, there was a pair of Celine shoes, Phoebe Philo era Celine, size two and a half for 80 euros, 80 euros and I didn't get them. I oh. remember you coming back and saying this, you're still thinking about it. Yeah, like nine months later, I'm still thinking about the shoes, what's wrong with me? Um, but also we went to the, the sister shopping village of Kildare Village, which is called La Vallée Village and Oh my goodness, it's probably 10 times bigger. They have every designer you can think of, from Prada to Celine, uh, Louis Vuitton, Burberry, you name it, they have it. It was colossal and it was lovely to just walk around because it was a really like relaxed environment. Um, and obviously like the discounts were amazing. And they have they've even a Gucci outlet over there. Um so I kind of went a bit book wild over there. Um and the Supreme shop was nice to see in real life as well. Um, because we were there on the day of a drop. So it was interesting to see the dynamics of what actually happened and the logistics yeah. and the big burly security men outside. You're not actually allowed near the shop until like it opens. So it was interesting to see and I, I did end up going in and buying something. Um, so that was a nice treat as well. Um, and then on top of that, 
as part of our sustainability month on image.ie we hosted our own in-house swap shop mm. and this was so yes, nice to be part of fun. because that was great. great yeah, yeah was it was lovely um Myself and Marie and a couple of others uh, organised it as a way just to recycle our clothes, to, to stop overspending. Um, and basically we had a glass of bubbly after work one day. We we organised um, loads of clothes of rails. Everybody brought in like five of their favourite pieces that they were ready to, to pass on. And everybody left really happy. And it was such a massive su- success that I'd say we'll end up doing it again we will definitely it was a lovely way and actually we have um, a really useful guide on if you want to do your own in-house or office or even with your pals at home um, there's some really useful information on the website that you can check out Mm -hmm. and as well I guess just going to fashion week um, I was over in London and I was over in Italy this year and being surrounded by you know industry leaders on an international level is just completely eye opening than say when you're when you're at home because I think it's easy to like fall into a bubble here mm. um, and it was just a, a real privilege to to see the likes of Roberta Cavalli and JW Anderson and Simone Rocha in real life and like appreciate the clothes close up mm. um, so I'm really looking forward to to doing all that again hopefully next year mm. and, so, and the drama of the shows the as well the drama and, oh my um, so like it, one of the shows something special Totally. Like one of the shows I was in was in um, like a 12th century castle on the top of Florence. Like it was just... You, you, in a way, I felt like, what am I doing here? Like it was, it was kind <laughs> of daunting. Imposter syndrome. Total imposter syndrome. Mm. But when the show starts, you totally forget that, and you're there, focused on the clothes, you're focused on the models, and they're just wonderful experiences. So yeah, it's been a good year, I think. I was going to say that's a pretty amazing year for all three of us. Well, I think that kind of wraps us up pretty well. It's been a pleasure, guys. Yeah, it's been a lovely experience yeah. podcasting with the two of you yeah. this year. Exactly. Here's to many more next year. Absolutely. Signing off. <laughs> Bye. This episode of Smart Casual was brought to you in collaboration with Kildare Village. Thanks for listening. If you like what you hear, make sure to rate, review and subscribe to us on SoundCloud and iTunes.